At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. People everywhere are starting to listen. He's going on French, British, Italian, Japanese television. This is the wide world of Wine Garden. Hey guys, welcome back. It's the wide world of Wine Garden, November 15th, Monday. It's about 1.45 here in Los Angeles. That was a non-stop weekend of sports and gambling, like most weekends. Saturday was a pretty great college football day. I like the uh, the Samford game. They put up over 50 points against Florida, hung with them for about three quarters. Pretty embarrassing for Dan Mullen. Um, can't, can't really tell me that his team, at least his defense, hasn't absolutely quit on him. <clears throat> should, uh, should be on the way out in Florida. That was just absolutely embarrassing for the program. As far as other embarrassments go on Saturday, Kansas upset Texas. This is 31-point underdog. It turned out to be a pretty good game. They won 57-56 in overtime, winning turnovers 4 to nothing. Rushing yards 218 to 164 and third down 65% to 64%. They also had a pick six for a touchdown. Um, if you haven't seen the video yet of Kansas walk-on tight end fullback Jared Casey scoring the game-winning two-point conversion in overtime, I would definitely check it out. Um, it's video from the stands of his parents who had driven 11 hours from Kansas realizing that he scored. It was his, uh, his first snap of the season. He's a walk-on. That was uh, very, very impressive. Um, probably one of the top college college football moments of the year. Um, if if I gave out an award on this show for the player of the week, it would be Jared Casey for that two point conversion. Like I said, it was his first offensive snap of the season. Probably the the highlight of his football career. The uh, Kansas head coach Lance, Lance Leopold is doing a very good job 
Um, he's a real leader, unlike some of the other guys they've had, like Les Miles, 10 years past his prime, or Charlie Weiss, 100 pounds past his. Um, you know, it's it's nice to see a program that doesn't win a lot have a, a leader. If you've seen Lance Leopold at Buffalo or uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, some of his stops before this, you, you knew he was a winner. Um, and congratulations to him. I, I would expect to see his name in the mix for other uh, other programs soon, especially with all the openings around the country now. Uh, speaking of openings, Washington gave up a 14-0 lead to Arizona State, and their head coach, who was already suspended for the game, Jimmy Lake, he was fired on Sunday. Uh, he was fired after only 13 games. He was a, a big rising prospect in the coaching world, and Washington had seen enough after 13 games to realize that they had made a serious mistake hiring him. So clearly there, as I say, there's more to this story. There are other incidents. There are a bunch of reasons why he got fired. It absolutely wasn't this one loss. It was the entire uh, tenure of his. They don't think he's the right leader for that program. Uh, Ole Miss, I bet on the under. That was a nice little sweat-free win. I think it was 15-0 at halftime. Um, what was final score like 28-19 or something? So, uh, good win on the under 56 and a half there. Mm, I think that's uh, that's it for college football. I did uh, I did watch UTSA versus Southern Miss. Um, I, I thought uh, Southern Miss actually played pretty well that game, but not nothing exciting there other than a couple uh, couple spread bets I had. <clears throat> um, Friday I talked about Odell Beckham signing with the Rams and. Not 24 hours later, the Rams announced Robert Woods has torn his ACL and is out for the season. So uh, nice job by the Rams to get a, a potential reinforcement uh, in time for tonight's game. And uh, Odell Beckham should get more uh, more work now that, that, that he's stepping into a Robert Woods injury situation. I'd expect about 20 plays tonight. Uh, we'll see more of him next week. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that was just something I talked about Friday that immediately had some some breaking news right after I recorded uh, so on to the other more important stuff it's finally MLB awards re awards week finally it took till November 15th for them to start announcing these awards which is absolutely absurd if you think about it but uh, tonight's rookie of the year um, and there haven't been any awards leaks yet I was hoping that there might be some but there have not been any actual leaks as far as I could tell but MLB did announce who is presenting the awards, and I think we can read into some of the winners based on the presenters. For example, tonight, Johnny Bench is announcing the NL Rookie of the Year, so it's pretty obvious that Jonathan India is going to win because it just absolutely wouldn't make any sense otherwise to have Johnny Bench, a Hall of Famer, an all-time great, to come on and present the award to a non-Reds player. It's just not how things work. Um, if you read the, the list of, of announcers for these awards, virtual presenters, Mike Schmidt is announcing the NL MVP, so I guess congratulations to Bryce Harper uh, for beating Juan Soto. I don't think Bryce Harper deserves it. I uh, I don't I understand why he's winning. You know, I'm not I'm not surprised or anything. I just think uh, what I watched this year, I saw Bryce Harper didn't show up um, when the season was on the line in important games. I think he beat up on bad pitching. And congratulations, you're you're the MVP. Probably one of the the least deserving MVPs I could think of, but um, Juan Soto didn't do anything either. So, you know, when he's on a fourth place team, a last place team that quit and sold their best players, I can't really say that he was more deserving. Just got to say that, you know, of, of all the players who didn't deserve it, um, Bryce Harper deserved it the most or something. So 
congratulations. I suppose he's going to win. I see Oral Hershiser is presenting the NL Cy Young, so that kind of worries me that that means Max Scherzer is going to win, but I'm, I'm not certain on that one. Um, I'd still be a little surprised if Max Scherzer wins. Again, there's a guy I don't think that actually deserves the award, but, you know, I'm, I'm just one person. I'm not 30 BBWAA voters. Um, but yeah, leave it to MLB to drag the awards out to mid-November and make it as anticlimactic as possible when uh, all eyes are focused on football and everything else going on and not MLB awards. Um, tonight, Jonathan India for NL Rookie of the Year, I assume, is going to take half the show. And then they're going to probably try to, to, to hype up the uh, AL Rookie of the Year. And I'm hoping it's Juan Franco. But, uh, you know, like I said, I feel good about his chances. I'm just not going to be surprised if Randy Rosarena wins. Fred Lynn is presenting the, uh, the AL Rookie of the Year tonight. He's an outfielder, was uh, mainly for the Red Sox. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering, outfielder Randy Rosarena maybe, but uh, I don't see much of a connection between them and Tampa. So it could, it could just be some, something I'm not putting together. But, again, Rosarena is the favorite. Um, I think Franco should win. If I had a vote, I would absolutely vote for Franco, not just because I bet a lot of money on it. And I mean, obviously I'll be disappointed when Franco loses. It sucks when you have a bet to win, you know, um, let's just call it a lot of money, uh, a lot of money. And it sucks when, when it's not going to win or if it doesn't win. But, um, you know, in my case, I have to keep in mind a couple things. The first being that I also bet Randy Rosarena at 19 to 1. So I'm only dead to Luis Garcia. I'm still going to win money on Randy Rosarena. I'm just not going to win as much. I'm going to win money. I'm just, you know, Franco's approximately 20, 25 times more money. So, um, you know, you're, you're going to be a little upset anytime you win something that you could win 25 times more. But I'm also going to win money with Otani. So it's not about winning versus losing. It's about winning versus winning more. So I'll be disappointed when I don't win or if I don't win. But it's not the end of the world. And I've had a great season. I've had a great last couple months in particular. So, you know, like it sucks. But I'm confident that the futures I bet, the numbers I get, that if I keep betting 100 to 1 odds on these guys I like, I will win more enough of them. I won't win more. You know, when you're betting stuff at 101, you can't expect to win a lot of them, but I'll win enough of them to uh, continue to be profitable and to, to continue to, to make money betting betting these futures. Um, but that's not to say you should bet every 100 to 1 you see. You should just, you know, bet the ones you think are the best. So we'll, we'll talk more about that this week and hopefully good stuff to talk about Wander Franco tomorrow. But, um, you know, I'm not, not holding out too much hope. As far as uh, NFL recaps, go through these quick. The uh, the Cowboys, 43, Falcons, 3. Another dud from the Falcons. Nice bounce back from the Cowboys. Beating up a bad team is Mike McCarthy, McCarthy specialty. Um, Dak Prescott was 24 for 31, 296 yards, two touchdowns. Michael Parsons had six tackles, a sack. He's currently up to about minus 125, minus 150 for defensive rookie of the year. His stats are outstanding. He's outpacing Odafe Owe and everything, but quarterback pressures, I think Owe's actually probably been the better rusher, but uh, it's 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 close. To me, it's close between the two of them, but uh, I think Parsons, bookmakers think Parsons is going to win. Uh, I would only lay Parsons minus 125 if you bet Owe at 20 to 1 or 10 to 1 or whatever and wanted to play some risk back. Trevon Diggs had his eighth interception. He's down to 4 to 1 for defensive player of the year. Uh, Colts, 23. Jaguars, 17. I don't really care about that game. Nothing 
Neither quarterback threw a touchdown pass. I don't have much to talk about there. These teams are garbage. I, I don't like Carson Wentz. The uh, the Patriots, Patriots 45, Browns 7. This is the third game. The Browns have given up more than five touchdowns. It's pretty embarrassing. And uh, Miles Garrett's defensive player of the year favorite, question mark. He, uh, he had one sack in a 38-point blowout. Um, so let's give him a round of applause for that. Um, I wouldn't vote for him. Um, I don't think he should be the favorite. The value this week, Aaron Donald, 10 to 1. Diggs, not a value. He's still my pick, not my bet. My pick to win. Um, the odds, the good good numbers all gone on him, down to 4 to 1 this week. Mac Jones, at his best day as a pro, went 19 for 23, 198 yards, three touchdown passes. Now the co-favorite with Jamar Chase for Offensive Rookie of the Year. The, uh, the six games, quarterback wins are a big deal for rookies. Six games might be more impressive. Six wins more impressive than anything Jamar Chase has done so far. Um, if, Pat, if Pats end up making the playoffs, he'll probably inch ahead of Chase at the end. The, uh, the bigger news here, Trent Brown is back at tackle for the Patriots, and you could see how the Patriots responded having their best offensive line in the game this week. Mac Jones benefited from the, the stronger protection. He'll continue to benefit as long as Brown's in the lineup. The, uh, the Patriots' O-line o- o- as a unit finished with an 81.8 pass block win rate, which was the best performance by any team in the NFL this season. A healthy Pats O-line will win games in the second half. Belichick down to 12 to 1 for coach of the year. I think he should win general manager of the year, which is not an award you could bet on, but drafting Mac uh, Mac Jones, signing uh signing Judon from the Ravens, the rebuilding that the Patriots have done this year, Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle, the second their second pick, all excellent work. Uh Belichick deserves credit. It's credit for being the uh general manager of this team more than the coach. Bills 45 Jets 17. I think we can call the Jets the worst team in football. Josh Allen's back to being the MVP favorite after a dud versus the Jaguars. 21, 20, 21 for 28, 366 yards, two touchdowns and interception versus the Jets. But it's the Jets, so I don't really care what Josh Allen did. Um, there's not much you could take away from this other than the Jets' secondary is really bad. Bills still have two division games left against the Patriots, and they're not a lock to win the AFC East. I don't buy the Josh Allen hype. I'm always going to be short Josh Allen. The, uh, the Steelers 16, Lions 16. The next time Jared Goff wins a game, it will be the first time in his career he's won a game without Sean McVay as his head coach. You are probably tired of me saying that. I am tired of saying it myself. There's no reason Goff should still be the starting quarterback of the Lions or any NFL team for that matter. Goff was 14 for 25, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He was Four for seven for 11 yards in the first half. And again, there's really no reason he should be he should even be out there at this point. We're talking a, a 14.3 quarterback rating, QBR, which is a stupid stat. But I, you know, anytime I get a stat like that that supports my case, I'm going to use it. And I mean, he's, he might be the worst starting quarterback in football. I know there's Mike White and whoever the Jets are starting and some other, some other real bad quarterbacks. But come on, at this point, like... I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him after this season and his career is over. I can't even see a team investing in him as a backup. Um, it's it's just it's time to move on from Jared Goff. He's he's he his highlight was going to that Super Bowl, but he is just so limited in what you can do, and and he he's not an NFL quarterback. It's it's taken a long time to get to this point, but that's where we're, we are now. Uh, Mason Rudolph subbed for Big Ben for for Pittsburgh through 50 times, which is kind of insane. What what sort of coach would let Mason Rudolph throw 50 passes? 
Um, another awful quarterback. It says a lot that he couldn't beat the Lions. Uh, not a guy I would invest in. Um, you know, I, I, I sometimes can't understand how Mike Tomlin thinks. Uh, Najee Harris, 24 carries. That's a lot. 105 yards. Not so great for running 26 times. I'm a little worried that uh, they might run him into the ground if, if that's the way they're going to use him. He had four receptions, so total of 30 touches. Excuse me. Still a distant third for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, TJ Watt got injured. Mike Kill's defensive player of the year campaign. It's, he's out. Uh, we don't know how long yet. Miko Fitzpatrick tested positive for COVID today. I need to, to see more about that before I look at any AFC North stuff or any look-ahead stuff this week. Um, it also comes up every couple of years, but there was a tie, and it's surprising. The amount of NFL players don't know that games can end in a tie. The, there were multiple players on the, uh, the Lions quoted as saying that they were asking how many shootouts they play. Um, it's it's kind of dumb. I, I, I think that's kind of the thing you like knock out on the first day of training camp that overtimes ended in ties, but it really always amazes me that these guys can make it to the professional level of football and not know that, that the game could end in a tie. Um, I just thought that was something that everybody knew. So football players, not rocket scientists. The, uh, the Titans 23, Saints 21, didn't watch much of this game. The Titans have path, a path to the number one seed in the AFC. Mike Rabel, 4-1 to one favorite for Coach of the Year. Saints, just whatever. Losing Jameis Hurt, uh, hurt them a lot. I don't see this team winning playoff games. And Sean Payton looked visibly frustrated after the game. His press conference, he said, players who keep making mistakes will get replaced. So let's see if that lights a fire under them this next week. Uh, speaking of duds, Washington 29, Bucks 19. Another dud from old man Brady, 23 for 34, two interceptions to go along with two touchdowns. Got outplayed by Taylor Heineke, and Tampa will be fine, you know. It's just a sloppy game from a veteran team. It could end up costing them a first-round bye. Brady still under 4-1 to for MVP. I don't think he should be. Um, this guy, Brady, he's, he's great. He, he wins MVPs and Super Bowls when defensive players deserve them. But you, you just see, you know, as great as Tom Brady is, he still puts up these duds every once in a while. And this was an example of it. A, you know, nice, nice win for Washington. Nice win for Taylor Heineke. He can say he beat Tom Brady and no one could ever take that away from him. Uh, Panthers 34, Cardinals 10. Kyler Murray sat out again. This game was over before it started. Cardinals kind of conceded. I, I, I feel like they knew it was a non-division opponent. Didn't care that much. Colt McCoy, you only get that Colt McCoy magic once a year. So uh, not surprised to see him uh, him put up a dud. Cam Newton scored two touchdowns, including the first touchdown, which annoyingly wasn't listed at DraftKings or any of the other books I looked at on Sunday morning. I really wanted to bet it. I knew he would be in in the red zone. Um, the, they, they practically said as much. They said he's not starting, but when, when Ian Rappaport or whoever, Schefter, uh, reported he was active and that they had package for him a package of plays for him well what type of package of plays are you gonna have for cam newton you're gonna have him in the goal on the goal line like obviously you're gonna have some designed runs run pass option whatever you're gonna take advantage of cam newton so uh, i wasn't surprised to see him in the goal line i was disappointed anytime somebody scores that i wanted to bet on and i didn't you know gonna, gonna be a little disappointed but um 
Newton, he looked energized. He energized the Panthers. He was, you could tell he was a leader on the sideline, even when he wasn't in the game. And at five and five, the, the Panthers are a threat to make a wild card spot. And uh, it's nice to see Newton back leading his old team. Um, after watching Jared Goff, Mason Rudolph, and the trash that's out there in a lot of these games, it's uh, it's nice, refreshing to to see Cam Newton back where he started and where it's his natural his natural team, if you will. Um, Vikings twenty seven, Chargers twenty, another loss under two hundred yards passing for Justin Herbert, who has faded in the MVP race. Um, not surprising to see teams figuring him out and then after you know he's 25 games into his career give or take um tends to happen Chargers drop to five and four still face a battle to win the afc west uh probably a two and a half way battle between kansas city and the broncos but not really the broncos because they kind of look like a bunch of losers but uh brandon staley drops a bit for coach of the year this week and herbert isn't winning mvp and the Vikings, Vikings won this game, but they're not really going to win anything this year. The uh, the Chargers concerningly went down double digits at home for the fourth time in five games at SoFi. Not a way to win games. I know uh, Staley knows that. They're going to have to get that fixed, but going to need more consistency out of this team. So for the Vikings, they're still trash. They really need to move on from Mike Zimmer before they're going to come close to anything, but just a losing combination. Zimmer, Kirk Cousins, those those are not guys who are ever going to win a Super Bowl together. So um, they're, they're well behind the Packers and not worth talking very much about after that. Eagles 30, Broncos 13. After I said nice things about the Broncos beating the Cowboys on the road last week, shutting them out you know, until garbage time, 30 nothing. They come home to Denver, get smashed by the Eagles. So uh, go figure. What do I know? Um, I think I think I'm ready to quit the Broncos again. Like Teddy Bridgewater quit on that turnover, um, which which wasn't surprising to see. You know, everyone on Twitter was saying, "Well, he made a business decision. He clearly did. He didn't want to, you know, try to attempt to tackle that." And uh, you know that there, there's a lot of different opinions on that. And I think that was a little bit embarrassing for him as a football player. Um, kind of probably took his standing down with his teammates it's not not the move of a leader um i don't necessarily think that they're gonna bench him for that because there's not necessarily a better option especially with their current record but it wouldn't surprise me if vic fangio gets fired at some point before the season's over and the interim coach decides to get a better look at drew Locke. i would not expect teddy bridgewater to be in Denver long term. Um, that was a little disappointing and uh, a little bit embarrassing for Bridgewater to have that clip all over Twitter everywhere. Um, like I said, it probably brings down his standing with his teammates. They're, they're not going to play extra hard for, for a guy like that. <clears throat> and frankly, nobody should blame them. Packers 17, Seahawks 0. That's two weeks in a row. The Packers have covered every alternate under and then some. Um, Aaron Rodgers back from COVID at 292 passing yards and a pick. Not winning MVP after missing a game and lying about COVID. Voters are definitely going to hold that against them the way the uh, Astros have this kind of stuff held against them in uh, MVP voting. I would not uh, I would not take Rodgers at his 10 to 1 price. A.J. Dillon scored two touchdowns, carried the load after Aaron Jones went down. Looks like Jones is out for a couple weeks. Um, last three weeks, have to point out, Packers defense has held Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson having a smashed hand, 
But uh, those three guys, the Packers held them to 34 combined points. Very, very impressive. Um, they did it without Jairi Alexander or Darius Smith. Eric Stokes, the Packers' first-round pick, deserves some credit. 47 coverage snaps this week. He was targeted only four times, gave up zero receptions, zero yards. Not likely to get a lot of defensive rookie of the year consideration with Owe and Parsons at the top. But he's contributing to the Packers. It's, it's nice to see. Uh, it's important that your first round trip, your first round picks contribute if you want to win. Um, Packers went up 17 nothing at two minute warning after Pete Carroll didn't call his timeouts on the Packers' final scoring drive. And with the game decided, and Russell Wilson, that almost 20 for 30 with 161 yards, two interceptions, and a smashed hand, uh, Pete Carroll decided the final drive was the last time to practice and try to avoid the shutout try to score a touchdown. He started using his timeouts as the, the Seahawks marched down the field and he even used his final timeout to call a pass to the end zone with 12 seconds left. And uh, this is professional football. It's uh, You should act like a professional. Uh, I, I understand in college, if you're trying to get your, your walk-ons, your guys you don't normally play in late and you want somebody to try to score a touchdown because it's the only time they're going to get in the game you know, all season and have a chance to score. That's one thing, but uh, all this last drive did was expose players on both teams to needless injury on an icy field. It prolonged a game that was already well decided and out of reach could not be won. Um, that was some chicken shit stuff from Pete Carroll, and he should be embarrassed. Uh, Pete Carroll, he's the kind of guy, I mean, he walked out on, on SC in the program. Um, that was 10 years ago, whatever, but that's the kind of guy he is. So it's not surprising to see him do some chicken shit stuff like that, but um, he should absolutely be embarrassed. Derek Metcalf, who got ejected on that last drive, got an unsportsmanlike penalty, tried to come back in the huddle. I've never seen that before. I've never seen a player who was ejected from a game try to come back into the huddle. Um, again, that was absolutely embarrassing stuff from the Seahawks at the end. He, uh, I think Metcalf should be suspended for that. Um, that was just, just everything about that was poor, poor sportsmanship, um, chicken shit stuff from Pete Carroll. And I mean, I expect nothing left, nothing less out of that from a team coach by Pete Carroll, but what, what an embarrassing, uh, final, final minute of that game for, for that organization. Um, hopefully this is not a playoff team and I don't like Russell Wilson much either, but they're, they're a very unlikable team. Um, if you could tell, I, I, I. I happen to not like the Seahawks or Pete Carroll very much. Um, the fail Mary has a little to do with that, but um, yeah, that's that's my Seahawks rant for the day. You know what I I could say some more bad things about them, but we'll we'll move on. Uh, Chiefs forty one, Raiders fourteen. A lot to talk about in this game too. Patrick Mahomes is back. 35, was he 35 or 40 or 35 or 50? I have to check. I think it was 35 or 50. 35 or 40 would have been even more impressive, but 35, 50, 405 yards, five touchdowns. Derek Carr, crappy game, 25 for 30, 261 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Sorry, an interception, one interception. Um, one of those touchdowns was a late garbage time TD that didn't even matter. Josh Jacobs, first round pick, ran seven times for 16 yards. More on him in a minute. Um, obviously big takeaway here is Chiefs offense uh, is back, but uh, you really can't much can't put much stock into a performance like this versus the Raiders. The the Raiders are a club that they're closer to the Jets than the Chiefs. They're they're basically losers. Um, this organization, it really the, the Raiders need to be rebuilt from the studs up. Um, I would clean house. Literally, I would fire everybody and start again. That organization. Um, 
Jonathan Abrams was targeted nine times last night, allowed nine catches for 127 yards, two touchdowns. And that's one of the Raiders' recent first-round picks. It's not going to cut it. Um, the Raiders are going to be bad for a while. They're going to be bad this year. They're going to be bad next year. Um, you know, I could already tell you whatever their win total is next year, go under. Um, just look at how much recent talent they squandered. In 2019, they drafted Cleon Farrell, fourth overall. Contributes nothing. Josh Jacobs ran for 16 yards last night. It was 24th pick in the draft. Waste of a pick. You could have got a running back three rounds later who could do that for you. Five rounds later. Could have just picked up a guy off the street if you needed 16 yards on seven carries. That's that's not a first-round pick. Jonathan Abrams, 27. I just mentioned. He had nine. Uh, he was targeted nine times. Nine catches. Two touchdowns against him. Shouldn't even be on the field when you're doing stuff like that. Not a single starter among their top 100 picks in the 2019 draft. 2020, even worse. Future Nevada State prisoner Henry Ruggs was drafted 12th overall. Uh, Damon Arnett went 19. He, he's a cornerback, contributed absolutely nothing. Crashed four rental cars in a month. Got cut because of some social media posts. And he's likely never going to play in the NFL again. Um, not only is he one of the top top uh, worst, you know, t 20, t if, if you're just looking at all-time top 20 picks, he was one of the biggest busts of all time. But uh, if, if you're looking beyond that, I mean, Nobody besides the Raiders had a first-round grade on, on Arnett to begin with. He was like a third-round, fourth-round grade to begin with. So um, Mike Mayock has a lot of explaining to do. If if they had a competent owner, he would have, you know, he would already be out of a job. And it just you keep going down the list. Lynn Bowden was their 80th pick, um, 2020, didn't make the roster. Brian Edwards, of, of you know, they had three first-round picks, uh, two third-round picks. So that's five picks total. Brian Edwards the only one top 100 still on the team can't can't win like that 2021 this last draft same thing alex leatherwood 17th overall pick uh he was projected to go in the 50s uh awful pick he's a tackle he's been holding too much he's already been moved inside to guard he's getting his ass beat every week just absolutely poor drafting all around mike mayock should be fired and escorted out of nevada to the state line yesterday um like i don't have anything Really positive to say about the Raiders right now. Uh, they've squandered their last three drafts, and it's going to take them a couple of years to uh, fix these mistakes. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Raiders go into a complete tailspin after last night's performance. Uh, I'm honestly surprised the Raiders were, were such a high, highly bet pick last night. I would have expected like an 80-20 split on KC, but um, you know, I think that was a real good spot to get it on KC, and we're not going to see a good good number on them for a while um but yeah on to golf it's been 17 months of golf with almost no breaks it's kind of nice after this week we're gonna get a couple weeks off it was the dubai championship last weekend it ended just about as i expected jb hansen shot 2300 to win he never let up we got to the to the lead early and just kept going felt real at home on that course uh nobody made the cut finished under or over par uh, only nine players out of 69 to make the cut shot less than under 10. So it was a really easy course. Con you know, congratulations to the guys who, who bombed it. Uh, Dean Burmeister was my pick. He, uh, he shot back to back 71 to tie for 44th for the weekend. Min, Min Woo Lee, who I've talked a lot, of, a lot about lately, finished tied for fourth. Um, there was money to be made there betting him top 10, top five. I did not. Like I said, we'll probably get into top 10s, top 5s in the, the coming beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, this week, 
the they shift over to the sister course at the same venue in Dubai. I'll start going over that tomorrow. Uh, John Rahm and Victor Hovland are not in the race for Dubai Championship Field. I expected Rahm to be in the field. He pulled out at the last minute, which I guess isn't too surprising. Uh, he looked tired in Spain, didn't make the cut, finished finished well off in one of the other events. He was clear favorite in both of them. Didn't didn't play well. Um, Said he's ready to take a break from golf for a bit after a long year. I don't really blame him. Uh, Rory, Rory opened five and a half to one favorite, six to one favorite without Rom in the field. So no value there. Disappointing. I was really hoping we'd get a better number on him with Rom in the field. Um, but we'll go over the tournaments later this week. Uh, I think RSM is the other tournament on the PGA Tour. I haven't, I haven't even looked at that yet. Um, but yeah, busy with uh, Wander Franco coming up. Hopefully get some good news there. But I'm prepared for the uh, inevitable loss um you know how it goes you don't win everything you bet but uh you know thanks for listening be back tomorrow with uh more stuff to talk about at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.